0: It's a goal, loose puck, and scores! Ty can you believe it? Up the boards, can't get it out, Sweeney, blasts for it, scores! Gretzky controlling it, inside the blue line, Gretzky gets it, and he shoots, and he scores! Just a one-man show, Wayne Gretzky! He casts to McDavid, he's in a roll, Carter McDavid scores! Carter McDavid! Patrick John Tavares! This is one of the best World Junior games we have ever seen. Oh man do i have such a headache today that was quite an apron uh we apologize right out of the gate we were actually <laughs> please don't laugh when we say this we were actually considering podcasting from the new year's eve bash that we held here the madhouse there was absolutely no way we were going to get be able to get the equipment in and i just don't no. think you would have heard anything it was like a mosh pit What it- <laughs> should i say a beer pit it's Brent Griffiths and Paul Almeida. We are in the Czech Republic for the World Junior Hockey Championship. Hey, listen, the preliminary stuff is done. That's right. On to the real stuff, the real games that matter. The ones that'll work your fingernails right down to the knob, right.
1: the squeaky bum time, as yes, they call it. Yes,
0: uh, sphincter shutters. Yeah. These are the ones that uh, you lose and you're done. We've done all the uh, preliminary stuff in Team Canada's pool. They won it. And... Uh, Good
1: thing for them they did because they avoid the two big uh, booby traps where Sweden and Finland, yes. if they were to play those two teams, you're playing with fire. And uh, with that victory last night, they get a very favorable draw in the quarterfinals with Slovakia, who uh, I think Canada should have no problem beating.
0: However, if I recall correctly... However...
1: <laughs> I like <laughs>
0: Last year... Oh, no. You guys were uh, heading over to the barn. It was Canada and Finland, if yeah, I remember Last year, the last World oh, Juniors. Last World Juniors. Yes. World juniors? yes. That's right. And everybody looked at Team Finland and went, Phew, yes. come on.
1: Yes. The bus was laughing. Uh, we had a Finnish bus driver, our Finnish guys, <laughs> and we're in Helsinki. Yes. And uh, Finland had done okay up to that point. They were very good. And uh, we're on the way to the arena. And uh, our guide and driver are like, oh, you guys are going to win for sure. For sure. And we're so confident going in. We're like, well, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Pumping Uh, your tires. Of course we're going to win. No question (laughs) about it. Yeah. And then we lose in the quarterfinals. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Over and out. We are done. Yeah. And so the semifinals and finals, we're watching other teams play, but no Canada. And uh, now, in retrospect... (laughs) You look at the roster that the Finns had. Yes. Not too shabby. Sebastian Ajo centering line A and Pugliarvi on the first line. Pretty solid. Mikko Rantanen on the (laughs) second line Uh with Kapanen. Yes. And then you look at some of the defensemen on that team, the goaltender on that team, and you're like, hmm, I think had we known what those players were at the time, we would have known we were in big trouble going I The night.
0: biggest question out of all this that I got to ask you. And in front of their home crowd. Exactly. But you got to get back on a bus with a Finnish tour guide and a Finnish driver. Oh,
1: it, it, they were happy. <laughs> and they let us know it. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. And, and the funny part is uh, my partner up in, in Finland that uh, handles stuff for me in Scandinavia, Yako is his name. Uh, is his or- last
0: name Bell. No. Okay, I just asking. Jakko
1: Kamila. Okay, just gotcha. So we also did the tour to Sweden when the tournament was there in Gothenburg. Mm -hmm. Sorry, not Gothenburg, in Malmo. Right. And Finland won the championship there. Finland won the championship in uh, Helsinki. So this is the third time that uh, in the last few years that we're coming to Europe, if Finland wins again, we're
0: the lucky charm. Uh, that would be it. And by the sounds of it, everybody, let's let's first and foremost tell everybody exactly uh, who you guys are, because there's some newcomers. Maybe you're tuning in for the first time. We are broadcasting today not from the hospitality suite here at the Clarion in Olomouc. We are we are up in the, where where are we here? We are in the shop, and uh, people are coming in,
1: uh, buying some of the souvenirs that we have here. We got a ton of crystal. Yep, a ton of crystal. And uh, we are broadcasting, uh, there's a little divider in between the shop and the office, we're in the office today, and uh, we have uh, 296 people here, plus our staff uh, at the World Juniors in the Czech Republic, and uh, I arrived on the 18th of December, Bryn.
0: I was a couple of days behind you and it just seems like that was like a year ago. But
1: it goes, even fast. though I'm ha- I know, even though I'm fast. having a great time, it goes so fast. And, you know, I think it's because we're busy. We're doing tours. We're seeing things We're, you know, we have events every day today uh, being New Year's Day. We have uh, the shop open in the morning. This afternoon, we have live entertainment in the hospitality suite that they're still cleaning up from last night, I think. Yeah. And then in the evening, we have the big New Year's gala. So uh, we have a full slate of activities today. And then we're right back at it tomorrow with uh, this quarterfinal game.
0: So now that the preliminary round is done, we have to uh, we have to hit that button. We're gonna have to go right to ludicrous speed.
1: <laughs> ludicrous speed, sir. We've never gone that fast before. I don't know if the ship can take it. I think we can take it. I think I've been teetering on ludicrous speed <laughs> up until today. Oh man, sleep sleep has been a a very valuable
0: commodity on this tour for me and. Uh, uh, I think you're holding up well. Although the last podcast, I was a little worried about you going in. Because <laughs> we started and you were kind of... Because, yeah, it, because I was worn down. This thing for you is not your primary gig. It, it's uh, And you do a great job at it. But uh, I, I've learned from doing many years of radio in the morning that you might walk into the studio like this. But when that when that mic goes on, you got to pick it That's up. That's right. You got to be... And I thought you did a great job of picking it up.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh- I, I enjoy doing these with you, Bryn, and uh, a lot. We're getting a lot of feedback from back home people listening, and a lot of our guys are listening on the bus on the way to games or in the yeah. morning uh, before they come down for breakfast. So, uh, we, you know, it's it's a fantastic thing that we're able to to do this, and and people are enjoying them. But it is a little bit of a grind when you're uh, all day <laughs> going running with the bulls, and then uh, you do this in the evening. But well, yesterday
0: I, I decided. I, I didn't want to go as much as I wanted to see Sweden play yeah in Trinit, I just I decided I was going to have a quiet day at the hotel and get a little bit of rest because I was starting to feel it a little bit What meant I,
1: I can't believe you splurged for business class
0: Well here's so here's the it's thing so expensive We're right across the street right across the street from the train station yeah and in uh, yes and so I decided to take the train into Ostrava
1: which is about
0: about an hour on the train and the uh, the fare to get from here to there on the express train and just basically get on and grab a seat class it was like $4 and uh, the the guy through and it, it took forever to get the tickets cuz his English wasn't that great but we managed we, we we laughed and we chuckled our way through it but he says I have business class and I went This is a $4 ticket. How much for the business class? I'm waiting for 25 bucks $7. I said sure. <laughs> So <laughs> you, you, you jingled the change in your pocket. You so said, I went, let me see. You know what? Okay, let's go for it. I know I'll have to explain it back at home. How that much extra? To,
1: how much to drive the train? You have asked
0: him. <laughs> so anyway, so so I take this uh, this this business class ticket for seven bucks, and uh, the first thing I do, I get into the seat, and uh, a, a young guy comes through as the attendant. He goes, "Would you like a glass of champagne?" And I'm thinking, "Wow." I can't get this on Air Canada or KLM or WestJet. Not for seven dollars. For an extra extra three bucks, (laughs) that'll cost you seven dollars just for the glass. So I'm not a big champagne guy, but of course I said yes, absolutely. Ha. Of course. Where do I? And this is there's a menu there, but you get a free cookie. A free cookie? Well, there you go. So I took the free cookie because okay. I didn't want to blow my budget. Yeah. On this train trip, and and I, I do I want I want to plug a uh, site. Now I had jokingly referred to what had the potential to be one of those days you see on The Amazing Race because I wasn't sure how it was going to start. Yes. How it was going to end at the station in Ostrava because I was worried about making the connection. How do I get to the rink? I guess I could cab to the rink. but yep. I, Anyway, so, um, and I can't remember the name of the YouTube guy, but I'll post it on the notes for this one. Sent me something. He does, he's a young guy in Ostrava who does these uh, YouTube videos for people who are coming to visit. And one of the things was how to make the connection from the main train station to get to the arena. There You, you go. take the number two tram, Yeah. 14 crowns. How much is that? Uh, Less than a dollar. Okay, so basically, I got from here to the arena for under ten bucks. That's not bad. I thought that was not bad. That'd be like
1: going from Edmonton to Red Deer.
0: Yeah, for eight bucks. So anyway, travel here has been really easy. When and you guys may have made it so easy with the buses, but I just needed the rest yesterday and everybody here has been so friendly. I can't even begin to tell you that even the people who don't speak English will try to find somebody for you, which is what we had happen at the central station because I just wanted to know where to grab the tram. And uh, this one uh, lovely lady couldn't speak English and held her hand up, and she went and found somebody for us. So anyway, I, I can't say enough about the people over here. It's been unbelievable. The uh, If you want to go out and get your own dinners or you want to do that one unique travel day, it's not going to cost you a fortune. I would easily come back here as a tourist based on the feedback that I've been getting from everybody. Oh, it's I've, been wonderful.
1: I said even before we left Bryn, I've been coming here for 26 years. I bring tours here, hockey, soccer, ringette, old-timers hockey, sightseeing tours, corporate tours, whatever the case may be. Everybody cannot get enough of the Czech Republic. They cannot get enough of this country. It's a beautiful country. There's a ton to see. If you like architecture and unique architecture, you like stuff that was built three, four, five, six hundred years ago. There's not too many cities in Europe that were not leveled during the World Wars. Right. Prague was not. And so a lot of the stuff that is downtown is authentic. That's the way it was if you came here 200 years ago. Centuries ago. ago. And so uh, in terms of sightseeing and in terms of friendliness, in terms of cost, in terms of, you know, walkability downtown, safety, very tough to beat this.
0: And in Prague, the metro... Unbelievable. Well, really easy to use. Easy I know. Fantastic. So anyway, I, a big, huge thumbs up. And we're only at the, well, we're just past the halfway point for our trip. I think we, we're, we're back in Canada in about eight days. But I don't want to think about that because there's yeah. a lot of hockey well, to come. lots to do still. Lots of stuff coming up. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the big win over the Czech Republic. Yeah. Uh, to close out things in the round robin here. That game worried me a little bit. And, and, and I'd been telling you for about two or three days. I'm sure I said it here. A little worried about that game because as we even talked back in October, we didn't know what the crowd would be able to, whether or not there would be a big enough crowd to help push the Czech kids to the next level. Well, crowds have not been a problem here. No. It's been fantastic. it was about
1: 50-50 yesterday. Yes. Both were loud at the beginning. The atmosphere at the beginning of the game. Electric. Was fantastic because you had fans from both teams chanting and singing, and it was all friendly. There's no animosity whatsoever here. Uh, You actually, when you took the tram, to the arena. Yes. Experienced Czech fans and Canadian fans on there together having a good time.
0: We got on the tram with the Canadian fans and we knew we are on the right train, going in the right direction. Yeah. But in the back of our heads and we were all talking, how are we going to know which stop to get off? And the one guy across from us said, hey, Czech guy, yeah, don't worry about it. And uh, I thought, okay, well, he's going to steer us in the right direction. Of course, as you pass through the downtown core, all of a sudden, more Canadian fans are getting on the tram. And then all of a sudden the Czech fans are getting on the tram. And man, we had a lot of fun with those folks, uh, making our way to the game. And, uh, I still remember it's you want to talk about how friendly everybody is when we got to the station, the Czech guy says, come on, everybody this way. And so <laughs> and we and we all went as, as a collective group yep. and uh, a lot of jokes and handshakes were oh, being of course. It, it, that's just all, that's all part of it. The games are a huge, obviously, the huge number one reason why everybody's here. But it's the experience of coming over, and uh, I've never come through Central Europe before, so this has been a bit of a hasn't been a wake up call for me. It's been an it's been enlightening for me.
1: Yeah, it's we forget all the history from this area because it's it's so far back. But Prague was the capital of the Holy Roman Empire. It was yeah. also part of the uh, Habsburg Empire, the Austro-Hungarian Empire. These are huge empires. I mean, we went to Vitkovice. Uh, in Ostrava at the ironworks. Yes. And people were in awe when they saw how big a place that was, that this place was, you know, uh, had 35,000 people working there 200 years ago. I know. 200 years ago. And it provided <laughs> the steel for the Eiffel Tower. And it provided the steel for so many of the great monuments throughout Europe and many of the great, uh, you know, ironworks throughout Europe. I mean, people just, they don't understand the scale. Of a place like that.
0: Well, I think you have to absorb. Man, we're talking about everything but the game. But as I said, we'll get to it. Wow,
1: there's so much. I know,
0: but the thing that uh, that I think that we overlook because Canada is only over 150 years old. I mean, I think they, uh, you know, they've they've got toilets or. Double that age yeah. here.
1: Well, there's definitely cobblestone you've walked. On
0: Absolutely, that that are
1: hundreds of years
0: with a ton of history that's walked, walked and driven over it. You yep. know, whether it's a tank or a, a, another type of vehicle, but every time somebody says this castle's been here for 850 years, and I think there was a time early in this trip where people would go, they wouldn't even pay attention to 850 years. I think they it's can't comprehend of, it. I think it's starting to sink in for people where they start looking around 850 years. Oh my god!
1: But I think it's all point of reference, Bryn, because. In North America, we have a point of reference in terms of architecture, uh, monuments, those things, that is about 100, 150 years. Yes. So to be in a place when they're starting to talk about hundreds of years, mm-hmm. it's a totally different viewpoint than what we're used to. Oh, yeah. Totally different uh, you know, concept of time that we're, we don't... Watch
0: well, and also in most of our major cities, you don't see buildings anymore get to 50 years old. Well, there's not too many stone and brick buildings built, no, or we're, we're basically wood and everything like that. Yeah. Okay, let's get to the game. Uh, that, uh that, that, that matchup, we talked about the fans, and it was an electric atmosphere in there but team Canada brought their a game and they brought it right from the get go. And it was great to see because on the previous podcast, we talked about the fact that I wasn't impressed at all with their lack of, they had no creativity at all offensively. And I was worried about, I thought the goaltending would solve itself and it's coming around nicely, but I was very worried about the defensive core because they were really getting beat badly to the outside because they were looking for the big hit. Yeah. Well, in this game against the Czech Republic, I think they corrected absolutely everything.
1: Well, Over here, you can't be chasing all over the ice. The ice is too big. What you have to do is just protect the center of the ice and, um, you know, not not give them any grade-A opportunities. Let them shoot from the outside. The goaltender can stop anything from the outside. Yeah. And the other thing I liked about them is they were calm. They were much calmer. They weren't trying to force a lot of plays. For the youngest team here. They're making the easy play out. Uh, You know, the defense, I thought, moved the puck really well up to the forwards. There wasn't that huge gap that there was against the Russians between the forwards and the D that gave the Russians so much speed to, and I blame the forwards a little bit because their forwards were coming in at huge amounts of speed on the defense core. And a lot of it was because there was so much ice between the forwards and the defense. They kind of close that off a little bit. Well, the
0: Russians were making long stretch passes from almost at the goal line up to the Team Canada blue line.
1: Yeah, and what happened was our three forwards were too low. Yeah. You have to have a, you know, I learned a long time ago, I've brought a lot of kids' teams here, you have to have a high guy all the time. Because if you don't have that high guy, you're going to get odd man rushes all day with that stretch pass. And uh, the other thing I liked, uh, Canada went to the net more. Uh, There were a lot of times in previous games where shots were getting through from the point and there was no traffic out front. They were getting easily moved out of there. And then yesterday, guys were going to the paint. And, uh, I mean, we got defensemen that could just hammer that puck. You know, Foote, Addison, um, you know, there's a few guys there that can just hammer that puck. And if you got traffic in front, it makes it very difficult for that goaltender.
0: They didn't get off to great starts in those other games, but they got off to an unbelievable start in this one. In fact, they set a Team Canada record four power play goals in the first period. And uh, they moved the puck around beautifully. And we've talked so many times, we've watched this event so many years that your power play and your goaltending have got to be there. Yep. Uh, the officiating actually leaned toward the favor of Canada, which I, that doesn't happen very often. And we were all expecting that it was going to be payback time in the second and, and third it period. it
1: And, uh, you know, it was very shocking to see right off the bat how many power plays Canada got. The spearing penalty, I, I, I saw it. I mean, they didn't play the replay in the arena, which I, I still don't understand why they don't play replays in the arena for the people who pay the money for the tickets. But, but they
0: show a million faces in the crowd. Oh,
1: yeah. And, and the emoji cam. But, yes. But, uh, you know, that spear really cost them. I mean, that's a five minute major. And then they took a minor on top of that to make it a five on three. And then you knew if Canada got one there, it was Sayonara, baby. Well, the
0: other thing, and, and the spear was right in front of the official. It's almost like he's going, what are you doing? Right in front
1: of the official, and the puck wasn't there.
0: I know. It was you know, just it was, a dumb it was, penalty. It was
1: two guys caught up in a, a little bit of a tussle, and then the guy just pitchforked him right there, and I'm like, are you kidding me?
0: Well, we were concerned about how would the Canadian kids be overly emotional playing in that atmosphere, and it was completely the opposite. They
1: were calm. Yeah. The, the calmness of the team is what really impressed me. Uh, they were calm. They made the easy plays. They... Uh, Uh, you know, they were looking, they weren't guessing, and a couple of other games I found that they were guessing too much with their passes and guessing too much with their plays, you know, hoping somebody would be there. Um, And I I really, really liked their game, and you're right, they may have found a goaltender, which uh, in the past has always been an issue. So uh, he looks like he's the guy Hoffer going forward. If they can ride him and uh, be calm, then they have a chance against anybody. And the best thing, you know, that they have going for them is that they clinched that first place in the group. Yes. And they're playing Slovakia, who has just been run roughshod in the other uh, grouping by teams like Sweden and Finland. And uh, they'll be playing Kazakhstan. uh, Sorry, uh, Kazakhstan finished last in that group. And that's the only win that they have. Uh, So from a Canadian perspective, if, again, they can get out early and on top of those guys. I mean, we saw it in the other rink twice already, Bryn, where Sweden and Finland got on these guys and it looked like they just quit. And the, the, the Slovak goalie last game against Sweden in the first period, there was a point where Sweden was in their zone just uh, cycling the puck and getting shots to the goal, and he went down. He never got up. No, I know. He just swimmed around in the crease, and I'm like, oh, my God, man.
0: The other thing, too, I always think it's important that if a player gets hurt, that the training staff run out to see how he was doing. And with the goaltender yesterday. The Czech goalie. Uh, yes, sorry. The Czech goalie. We were watching uh, one of the other games, and the Czech goalie dropped, and nobody even came running out. No, nobody moved. came off the bench. But Finally, it was the team doctor. You? And what did I tell you? Well, you, you told me he he's going to pull himself here. He's going. Right. He's going. He, he doesn't want to have any more part of this.
1: Yeah. And as soon as he went down,
0: by the way, scouts, you're not fooling anybody no, by doing not, that. No,
1: you're not fooling anybody, and I guarantee you that he's fine today at practice. Be, yeah. Or, you know, because uh, he went down, and you know, if he's hurt, I apologize, but from what it looked like to me, was as soon as that goal was scored, he wasn't getting up.
0: No. And uh, just the reaction off the bench kind of indic- indicated to me that they're not buying this either. Yeah, so. they
1: weren't concerned about his health. And uh, you're right. It was a good long chunk of time.
0: It was anybody- easily a minute and a half to two minutes. We were watching. Is somebody coming out to take a look at him? Yeah. He was just kind of lying there like a beached whale. Yeah, it was a good chunk
1: of time before anybody on their bench even moved. They weren't even looking at him. I know. The coaches were looking straight ahead.
0: Players are skating around. Players skating around. Nobody him. came over. To, are you okay?
1: And and the guys on the ground and twisting and uh, you know favoring his knee. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. If they're not showing too much concern.
0: Then I think I
1: think they know what's going on. It's here. the
0: end of the line here for him tonight. Okay. So anyway, Canada takes on Slovakia. That is on Thursday. It is a three o'clock start here local time. Yep. So that's three o'clock start. That's six uh, o'clock. All right, let's figure this out here. So 3 o'clock, that is a 9 a.m. start in uh, the Eastern Time Zone in Canada. That's a 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock in start in mountain ma- on time. Mountain Time, and 6, 6 o'clock, o'clock for people uh, who might be tuning us in on the Pacific Zone. So that's, uh, that's Canada's game, and uh, I- I'm with you. I don't think it's going to be overly close. I think the guys are picking it up at the right time. I was very impressed. They played their best game against the Czech Republic, and I think the best is yet to come.
1: Oh, I think the best is yet to come. I mean, they have to be confident going in. Uh, they had, uh, you know, the one misstep against the Russians. Uh, I just think misstep. they got, caught,
0: I think they got caught flat-footed, and it just escalated bad. Soft first goal, and then yeah. it just, and then it just turned into a shit show.
1: Maybe that, and and still coming off the big win against the United States, where they were maybe so happy that they beat the United States, yeah. and thought, okay, we've done enough work here to get us to the next round. And then the Russians just give you a big, you know, they give you so many rights, you're begging for a left. I know. And, uh, you know, then it's a bit of a wake-up call. And maybe it was a good wake-up call because then it kind of set the table for the for these next two games, which were very winnable. But you still had to pay attention to those two teams. As you know, I mean, the Czechs learned. Oh, lost yeah. lost to the Germans. Yep. And that cost them, uh, you know, uh, a situation where now they have to face Sweden where they could have been facing Switzerland instead.
0: The uh, one matchup I'm curious about, we have uh, the U.S. taking on a team. Th- wow. that, that's, that one's going to be a battle.
1: U.S.-Finland is going to be a huge battle. Then we Because have- that
0: could go either way for me from what we've been watching oh, with these two teams here. Yeah. Finland look really powerful. We saw them at Trinich.
1: Yeah, we saw them there. And, uh, I mean, they have the Ratty Boys. Yep. That look really good. Their defense looks super mobile, as we expect from Finland and Sweden, both Correct. of those countries. And goaltending's been solid. And that goalie is huge. I know. And he is calm in the goal, and he covers a ton of space. So I'm interested to see how that goalie plays when there's a lot of shots on him, yep. if it gets to that point. But uh, he looks pretty confident to me, and I think that's going to be a great matchup, one of the best matchups of the tournament so far. And then you have... Uh, Uh, you know, the Czechs are going to play Sweden. They're going to be in very tough.
0: All I know is this. The slate has been wiped clean. The preliminary round is now over. Now you can't afford to lose because if you do, you're going home. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. as simple as that. So now the fun really begins, and looking forward to it starting up on Thursday. Hey, before we depart here, we were uh, both yesterday up in the sky suite. Yes, and so we have access to NHL people who are wandering through, and it was a potpourri of oh. personalities coming through last night.
1: We have seen so many guys here over the last few days. We saw Steve Eiserman, we saw Pierre Dorian, we saw Pat Verbeek, and then yesterday it was all the Oilers. It was former Euler night at the ballpark. Turn around and there's Todd Marchand. Turn around, there's Sean Horkoff, who came into our suite, was very gracious. Yes, he was. Took photos with everybody. And then uh, uh, another guy that dropped by, you tell the story.
0: Well, it's funny because uh, I, I, I was just kind of standing in the hallway outside of the, the Bill Guerin comes by, Bryn, I said, hey, Billy. He goes, what are you doing here? I said, yeah, I'm with, uh, I, I'm with the Azercan group, and we've got 300 people here. Oh my god! And then the first thing he has to compliment, well, once he gave me a bear hug, I'm going to have to, after we're done here, I'm going to have to head across the street to the medical center here to get checked and make sure my ribs are still intact because he still gives a very big bear hug. He's a big man.
1: I did not realize he was that big. Yeah,
0: and and super strong. Anyway, he, uh, we did the big bear hug. Uh, we, you know, I. I when he was playing for the Oilers, I worked for the Oilers, so we our relationship is very strong, and even to this times. And now he's the general manager of the Minnesota Wild. Good for him. So, so good for him. But the the uh, one thing that we were talking about was uh, we're talking about uh, how much fun this event is, and. Uh, and he said a few weeks ago when Minnesota was in Edmonton, because now we're starting to reflect back to people we knew, he said that he'd gone out for a lunch or a coffee with Jim Matheson, who is yes. a Hockey Hall of Fame writer for the Edmonton Journal. And uh, and he said while they were sitting there having their uh, their, their, their coffee or their uh, their lunch, a fan came up and he says, it's always the fun part about Edmonton because the fans are passionate and they yes. absolutely love the sport. But, of course, the fan, there's a generational difference now. Yes, okay? there are. And so you have a lot of new fans. Anyway, uh, this one fan came up and said, you know what? You, along with Ryan Smith and uh, who else was on that line? Dougie Waite. Uh, Dougie Waite. That was the best Orler line ever. <laughs> and I'm and Maddie probably just sat there and said nothing. But Billy, who's very blunt and very funny and with a dry wit, turned to the guy and goes, really? You're kidding me, right? And then he realized that, okay, this is a young guy who's right into the sport. So he's got no reference point in the 80s at all, where there were probably around three lines certainly better than those guys. But I think it was nice that the compliment was going out to him. But Billy corrected him immediately and said, no, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good, we were on a good line. Not sure, but there may have been other guys. (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) I think there were a few better lines than ours earlier. Just take a look, Google it. It's as simple as that. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so we ran into Billy and Todd Marchant. Yes. Also uh, from the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, he's his guy. Was here, had a chat with him too. The, and it's funny what you talk about when you're talking to guys. One, I always ask guys, who, you, how many guys you got here in this game tonight? So you can start watching a little bit from their perspective. But then we started talking about how's the family? Yeah. And uh, the, the one thing that uh, made me laugh was that I remember uh, when Todd's wife, Caroline, had the first child in Edmonton. And now Todd says, we're like one year away from being empty nesters. The kids are leaving. and that's just All it does is it reminds you of how fast time goes, how great people are oh, in I this re- hockey sport.
1: I remember him scoring that goal like it was yesterday. Oh, yeah, against Dallas. Yeah, you know, that's one of the greatest goals in Oiler history.
0: Yeah, it's it's right up there. Uh, it's What's the biggest Oiler goal while you're Kevin, on it? Kevin McCullough. Very good, because you know no what? I, I totally agree with you. I don't think they ever thought they could win a cup until that goal goes Grant in. Right
1: here. And Kevin McClelland in that game changed the franchise in that
0: game. Yeah, game one on Long Island. Yep, no question. Anyway, I think we're done here today. That
1: yeah, was a great show. It, it, it's we fun. Covered a lot. We didn't I talk am about
0: dehydrated beyond belief. If yes, I don't get to a water well, here fast, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a bit of a problem. Uh, we didn't
1: even talk about the madhouse that was the party last night. Okay, well, let's quickly a, touch a on it because these are your folks. Oh my god. This is your group. So we had last night, we're having the big uh, gala dinner tonight with a live band and DJ and two buffets. Uh, We want to make sure you're fed, Bryn, because I think you're losing weight. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, so, (laughs) you know, we have this huge gala dinner and party tonight for about six hours. So last night, we came back late. Uh, the game ended at about uh, 10 o'clock, 9.30, 10 o'clock. So we didn't get back till...
0: <laughs> about 20 to 12. 20 to
1: 12. And we had to hightail it into the hospitality suite. We had champagne bottles on all the tables. And Bryn and I were doing a countdown <laughs> at midnight. I felt very Ryan Seacresty. <laughs> yeah. You know? I was waiting for the ball to drop. Yes. And uh, so we were in there doing... And the place just kept filling yeah. and filling and filling and filling.
0: Oh yeah, I was crazy. That was absolutely insane. Uh, just it was, uh, it was fun. But th- this whole trip's been fun. It's been a total blast. Uh, I I can't uh, say enough about how much fun I'm enjoying. Having the work doesn't seem like work at all, and in some ways it isn't. And the organization has been top notch, and that's a uh, tip of the cap to you guys. Well,
1: we're enjoying doing it, and
0: uh, it's great to see so many Canadian fans over
1: here and having such a good time. And I'm really enjoying, uh, you know greatly, showing them a little slice of what the Czech Republic is about with the places that we're taking them and the things that we're doing. And I think they've got a, a new appreciation for a different country that maybe they didn't think a lot about in the past.
0: Slovakia, Canada, it is game one for us, wow. and hopefully the first of a few in the next round as we move on to the quarterfinal on Thursday.
1: Yeah, they win that game. They're guaranteed of playing in the uh, obviously the semifinals, but yes. then they're also guaranteed to playing on the last day, whether they're going for gold or bronze. So uh, tomorrow is the pivotal game, uh, not only for Canada, but also for our fans so that they get to see Canada right through as many times end. as possible. So uh, hopefully they come out hard, they they can put that game away easily, and then we can look forward to a semifinal against one of the big clubs.
0: Okay. Hey, thanks for your time. We'll see you tomorrow. Looking forward to All it. All right, we're out of here. Uh,